Hello, and welcome to another episode of Raise the Bar, the podcast from Next Chapter Ventures. We have a simple mission here to get female founders funded faster. You can learn more at nextchapterraise.com. We welcome women-led businesses to join our Savvy Club for those working towards scale and Capital Club for those actively seeking investment. Get the tailored resources and coaching you need to find, negotiate with, and close the right investors for your business. Hello, I'm your host, Nicole Denholder, founder of Next Chapter Ease. On today's episode, I speak with April Lamb, the founder of ALO Consulting, a Hong Kong-based market entry company that focuses on Hong Kong and Southeast Asian markets. At ALO Consulting, they strategize and execute as the extended team for their customers. April is a brand maven with 18 years track record of increasing revenue and driving transformation in luxury retail and branding industries. She's experienced with market entry strategy, omni-channel marketing, brand launch, forming partnerships, and rebranding. After working in Hong Kong, China, Indonesia, Vietnam, and Poland, April is in touch with market trends and challenges in entering these markets. As a member of Next Chapter's Capital Club program, an exclusive program for women business leaders ready to fundraise, we are pleased to be sharing April's journey as a founder, her industry experiences, and her growth plans for ALO Consulting. Okay, April, well, welcome to our podcast, Raise the Bar. We're very excited to have you on today and to share your and ALO Consulting's journey. Thanks, Nicole. Nice for having me here. Hi, everyone. Fantastic. We're going to go through a number of questions with you today. And where I really wanted to start is for you to explain a bit about yourself and mm-hmm. ALO Consulting and how you've kind of gotten to where you are. All right, sure. My name's April. Before starting ALO Consulting, I worked in luxury retailers and brand consultancy for more than 15 years. Since 2007, I started visiting Indonesia for business. And years gone by, I was also based in Vietnam and Singapore. And during this time, I reckon there are so many opportunities in these emerging markets in Southeast Asia. And I thought there should be some more business-friendly and fast-track approach for businesses to enter this part of the world. So that was the idea for me to start ILO Consulting, which now we're helping businesses to enter the Southeast Asian business ecosystem with a focus on FMCG and premium brands. So we helped in the products to get listed in supermarkets, convenience store, e-commerce, and then support them through understanding the local regulations and running digital marketing on the ground. So now I'm based in Bali, Indonesia, but I'm from Hong Kong originally. And was there any particular experience that you had that's really helped you in terms of building ILO Consulting? Yeah, definitely. I worked in brand consulting firms and with some luxury retailers, LVMH Group and Link Crawford. And so it was always in my experience that I saw how brands progress and enter a market from zero and how to excel there from both marketing and the sales channels perspective. So all these helped me to understand the client's needs Plus, my on-the-ground experience living in Indonesia, I see how complicated the regulations, customs, and tax areas. So I do understand the pain points a lot of business owners are feeling. And so I think there's some solution we could provide for them. 
It's really great that you're on the ground, both historically through your other roles and now with ALO Consulting, you are really seeing what's happening. You're in touch with market trends. And as you see, the struggles that are going on for those that want to enter into markets. From ALO Consulting's perspective, what's been your biggest success and challenge so far in building the business? Well, there are actually quite a lot. So maybe to name just a few, we started during the pandemic in early 2020. We were quite lucky that we got to grow quite steadily during these two years. And we managed to win clients from multinational companies to startups. And they are from five to six different countries. And most of the clients, we just talk over Zoom meetings. They decided to trust us and put their projects on us. So I would say this is a very big success. And also thanks to the opportunities in these emerging markets, some of the countries, for example, Indonesia and Vietnam are doing exceptionally well in terms of e-commerce development during the pandemic. So we managed to ride on these trends. Plus, the Hong Kong government is offering a funding scheme called Bud Fund that has become a very good trigger for small, medium enterprises from Hong Kong to expand to Southeast Asia. So I would say these are our success so far. In terms of challenges, there are so many, so many. And most of the Southeast Asian countries are still developing and the markets are highly regulated from the regulations to there are a lot of license and permits that businesses need to get even before they start making money here. There's constant changes of administrative procedures from one country to another. So these put a lot of pressure on our team that we need to keep ourselves very updated with all these changes. While we have to help clients from developed markets to understand that this part of the world works very differently than their past experience. And so to deal with these, we're trying to produce a lot of digital content to put on our LinkedIn, Instagram, that we want to put a bit more effort on the education part so that our clients would understand that given all these challenges, they will still have opportunities. You're doing a lot with your office starting in Hong Kong. You're now in Bali working in Indonesia. I know through our previous conversations that you have operations in Belgium as well now in terms of the business has been expanding, which is a huge success to you. What's been important to you in funding your business's growth? So far, we just fund ourselves through bootstrapping. And we also put in the profit back to the company growth. And so this is our main funding source. Of course, we hope to raise some funding from some strategic advisors and investors. And that's why we joined Next Chapter Raise Savvy and Capital Club, trying to extend our network. I think it's also very important that we've been building partnership on the B2B side. For example, we partner with advertising company, brand distribution companies, so that there's a constant flow and bounce back of clients to each other. And in some cases, we would serve the same client together as a team. I think these are as important as getting the financial funding part. You hit on an important part around strategic partners, building these relationships, because when we start as a startup or an early stage business, that is just so incremental in terms of our own business growth. What are your next business goals and what has made you pursue fundraising to drive those goals? We're excited you're part of the Capital Club here at Next Chapter Raise. And so we're certainly seeing the fantastic things that you're doing and that you've been doing. But if you could share that with our listeners. 
So one of our objectives and goals is to really help the business owners to see the potential, the true potential in a wider spectrum of the Southeast Asian market. And to do that is actually very, very difficult because there are both the proactive way of learning and the passive way of learning that we want to push some kind of information to these business owners. In addition to, they might have heard of the ASEAN opportunities from various webinars and from their networks. So for the push side, we would like to create a very strong desire of self-learning related to ASEAN market. And in order to do that, we would need to put a lot of effort in digital content, running different webinars, talking to different chambers and business associations to spread the words. And of course, we would like to expand our footprint as well. So I would say these are the two main goals. And that's why we need new talents, especially from the new generations who would agree with our values, our goals, and would be able to support all these digital processes. I love how you've touched on the next generation, right? In terms of there's a lot of different and interesting skills coming up and energy that could always be utilized. Yeah, that's very, very important. And I mean, more broadly, where would you like to see ALO Consulting in five years? What's the dream? The dream, we have a lot of dreams, but the one biggest dream that I would like to have is when business owners think of ASEAN opportunities, they would think of ILO Consulting. It's almost like an equivalent of opportunities in Southeast Asia. So I want people to know that ILO Consulting is the go-to platform when they think of these new emerging markets opportunities. And this platform covers everything from building the sales channels to learning the know-how to knowing the market inside some on-the-ground trends. So this top of mind, looking for advices, getting help is a network, is a platform, a service all in one that we are trying to build. We've already mentioned as part of that plan, you're already in Hong Kong, Indonesia, Belgium. Are there any other markets you hope to see yourselves? Obviously, there's a lot of capacity within Southeast Asia where you could grow. Yeah, we would really love to be in Vietnam. I think in terms of e-commerce, I briefly mentioned, besides Indonesia, Vietnam would be the next big thing. Plus, the government support there is trying to attract a lot of foreign investment. I would say Vietnam is still underrated in the international arena in terms of opportunities for small, medium enterprises, not just for big corporates. So that's the space that we really want to expand to. Yeah, I like that. You've got somewhere else to chase. So <laughs> <laughs> always, always. Okay. So for those women who are in the planning stages of their fundraising journey, do you have any advice that you would give them, given that's kind of where you are right now? When I look back into my funding journey, which I'm still in it quite far, I think just don't be put off with the complicated process. It it is indeed a very complicated process. It requires a lot of commitment and a lot of networking, learning, but there's never a perfect timing to start it. If I looked at myself eight months ago when I just started the program, I wasn't ready at all. And I didn't even know how to come up with a more proper PNL spreadsheet. But all these challenges can be dealt with and can be overcome 
in the journey. So just do it, commit, make the commitment, set the goal, and just do it. It's more important than waiting for that perfect moment to start. Yeah, I love that. That's one of my favorites as well. Just do it. Time passes so quickly and you wait, you wait, and then you realize, wow, I could have accomplished either a goal or just learning or progression around to something. The other big thing for fundraising is it always takes longer than people expect. So the earlier you start, the conversations, the preparation can only work in a founder's benefit in really leading up to a successful fundraise. Yeah, exactly. So besides capital injections or looking at fundraising for ALO Consulting, what else has been really important in growing your business? I would again say is partnership and finding the right partner it's not easy, but I sort of figure out a common factor is that the best partners come from the same ecosystem as we're in. Even though most people might think if we were in the same industry, we would be competitors, which is actually not. So I have two examples. One is a brand distributors who could be our downline. Like we have a brand client and then we work with this brand distributor, let them distribute. That is one way of us giving them business. The other way is that they might be distributing brands that we haven't got the network to approach, but they could pass on these clients to us and let us help them with the groundwork like digital marketing, KOL collaborations. So I think just be open and look around the same ecosystem and find these missing space that we could fill out. I think that type of partnership is always missed out. Okay. So a big takeaway there is partnerships really to fuel growth. It's really an alternative way of marketing in terms of that outreach and working through other organizations. So definitely a takeaway for everyone. Well, thank you so much, April. Really appreciate your time today to share about your experiences, ALO Consulting, your goals. I love hearing that. You know, there's a real growth story here. We've certainly seen that working with you. And that's why we're so pleased to have you on today. So we can just share more about yourself and ALO Consulting and where you plan to be in the next few years. Thank you. Thanks, Nicole. Thanks for your opportunity for me to speak here. Join us next time for another conversation with female entrepreneurs and investors who are shaking things up. To connect with Next Chapter, follow us on social, visit the platform at nextchapterraise.com and subscribe to the podcast for more great stories to inspire, empower, and celebrate female entrepreneurs.